Hi, this is old Hopalong Catastrophe, otherwise known as Bill Woods, here in Sun Valley, Arizona. And I wanted to talk to you today on this podcast about a long look back. This is the time of year when businesses face the unpleasant task of taking inventory. I remember when I worked at the Nazarene Publishing House in Kansas City when I was in seminary, how we had to do help with inventory this time of year, and how shocked everybody was at their mistakes they had made. They had overbought some items. The shelves were packed with things that hadn't sold. Other shelves were empty because they had failed to print or buy enough supplies. Maybe we should stop at the end of 2023 and and the start of 2024 to take inventory, to note the successes of the year and strengthen and bolster those areas that we were successful in, also to see the failures and the hurt that maybe we caused us and others, to look at things we left undone and to damage or, or hurt they may have caused. Two scriptures instruct us. James said to not just look at ourselves, but to do something about it. He said in James 4, 7 through 10, Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourself before the Lord, and he will exalt you. Daniel chapter 5, Daniel is standing before Belshazzar, ready to interpret the handwriting on the wall, but before he gave him the interpretation, he preached a powerful sermon, not just to the king, but to everyone that was there that would listen. He told them what happened to Nebuchadnezzar and how Nebuchadnezzar had uh, you know, been so haughty and refused to submit to God and how he'd been led out for seven years in the wilderness and lived like an animal. Then he added this blistering sentence, And you, his son Belshazzar, have not humbled your heart, though you knew all this, but you have lifted up yourself against the Lord of heaven. Belshazzar didn't promise or didn't profit from the mistakes of his father. Too often we don't profit from the mistakes that our inventories show. We'd be wise to do two things. One, evaluate things that happened to us this past year. Most of us have suffered because of mistakes or sins that cost us dearly. It'd be a worse mistake though to ignore lessons that those bad choices can teach us. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus talked about the danger of hitting back. In Matthew 5, 39, he says, But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other cheek also. Harboring resentments. Resentment is a a bitter acid that can only harm its container. A rattlesnake, if cornered, will sometimes become so angry that it'll bite itself with its deadly fangs. When a person harbors hatred and resentment in his heart, he's hurt by the poison of his own malice. He thinks that he's hurting his enemy by showing his wrath, but the real harm is inflicted deep within his own soul. 
Buddy Hackett, a past comedian, said, I've had a few arguments with people, but I never carry a grudge. You know why? While you're carrying a grudge, they're out dancing. I think that's good advice. Anger causes us to do and say things we often regret. George W. Marshall or Martin said, I remember a fellow who once wrote a nasty letter to his dad. He worked in the same office that I did, and I advised him not to send it because he had written it in a fit of temper. He sealed it, and he asked me to mail it. I put it in my pocket and kept it until the next day. The next morning, he arrived looking worried. George, he said, I wished I had never sent that note to Dad. It hurts me, and I know it'll break his heart when he reads it. I'd give $50 to get it back. Well, I took the envelope from my pocket and handed it to him and told him what I'd done. He was so happy he wanted to pay me the $50. We can't let things eat us, eat at us because they will destroy us. One day, two monks were walking in a neighboring village to help in their, their harvest, they saw an old woman sitting at the edge of the river trying, you know, to get across. She was upset because there was no bridge, and she could not cross on her own. The first monk offered, we'll carry you across if you'd like. Thank you, she said gratefully, accepting their help. The two men joined hands, lifted her between them, and carried her across the river. They set her down on the other side, and she went on her way. After he'd walked another mile or so, the second monk began to complain. Look at my clothes. They're filthy from carrying that old woman across the river. My back still hurts from lifting her. I can feel it getting stiff. The first monk just smiled and nodded his head. A few more miles, the second monk griped again. My back's hurting so badly, and it's all because we carried that silly old woman across the river. I can't go on because of the pain. The first monk looked at his partner lying on the ground moaning. He said, have you wondered why I'm not complaining? Your back hurts because you're still carrying the old woman, but I set her down five miles ago. You know, that's how many of us deal with our families and our friends. We're that second monk who can't let go. We hold the pain of the past over our loved ones like a club, constantly reminding them how they hurt us. We're still carrying the burden of something they did years ago. 2024 is a time to let go of the hurts and resentments that are destroying you. Sometimes suffering doesn't come from something we did, but from something we left undone. Maybe it's a letter we meant to write or a thank you that we never expressed. I remember I had a friend whose brother was killed, and I meant to write a sympathy message, but I was busy. He said later, I look for a letter from you, but I know how busy you are. You know, there's a terrible sin called the sin of silence. Most of us must plead guilty to leaving undone things that we should have done. This is especially true if the failure hurts our witness for God. Stop and take inventory. How many times in 2023 did you have a heart-to-heart -heart talk with someone about Jesus? Somebody who doesn't know him. How many times have you told people what Christ means to you? How often did you pray for someone who is lost in sin on their way to hell? 
probably looking back will discourage some of us. You know, Jesus got discouraged too. Matthew 23, 37, <clears throat> excuse me, he said, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings and you were not willing? After all his teachings and miracles, the religious leaders were unmoved and rebellious. Listen again to John 14, 7 through 9. If you had known me, you would have known my father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the father and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, have I been so long and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Paul got discouraged even after his conversion experience on the Damascus Road. It was because the disciples didn't trust him. He looked back over his mistakes and persecuting them, and he didn't blame them for the way they felt. He wished he could go back and redo it now that he understood the truth. It was too late. That was past. That was water under the bridge. Often we find ourselves in that same fix. There's no way to undo the damage of the past. If it were possible, I would undo the fall I took that uh, broke my leg. Just, you know, I, but it's not possible. I thought of time and time again, what if this had been different? What if that had been different? But you know, I still have a broken leg. So we must go on and make the best out of the future. We're hampered because we can't forgive ourselves. God forgives us, but we can't. Who do we think we are? Better than God that we can't forgive ourselves? So the second thing to do is face 2024 with confidence. Philippians chapter 3 verses 13 and 14 says, Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upcom upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul didn't mean that he'd forget lessons and mistakes that, uh, that he had learned from. Uh, he meant he wouldn't let them drag him down and handicap him as he pressed on into the future. Paul was a learned Pharisee, recognized for his dedication. He was famous in his areas. He knew Isaiah 1:18. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins be like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be like wool. So Paul faced the future with confidence. You know, if you messed up the past, don't let it ruin your now and your future. After looking at the past and now getting ready for a new year, wouldn't it be smart to commit your life to God who knows the way? Proverbs 27, 1 through 4 says, Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. Let another praise you and not your own mouth a stranger and not your own lips. A stone is heavy and sand is weighty, but a fool's prov provocation is heavier than both. Wrath is cruel, anger is overwhelming, but who can stand before jealousy? 
Recognizing your failures or times you didn't measure up to God's plumb line would be easy to torture yourself for your weak witness. Not good. That will only lead to a miserable life. It's better to put things in God's hands and let him worry about them so you can start 2024 with a clean slate and try again. Let's start 2024 outright. Write down your heartaches, your fears, your anger, your doubts, all the resentments and regrets and sins that are defeating you. All those mistakes, heartaches, and sins can be dropped like a shaggy old coat and never put on again. God will take them and give you victory. Some of you might think, I'm not ready to let go of that yet. Well, why hold on to it? It'll turn on you and destroy you. It's kind of like the man over in Africa. No, it was in India, excuse me. He was out hunting and he found a tiger, a mother tiger dead, but her little cub was right there and it looked so cute. And so he picked the little cub up and took it home and his family just thought, what a wonderful pet, you know, it's going to be so fun to have our own tiger. Well, the little tiger was fine for a while. The family played with it. They had a lot of fun. But he was warned by one of the people in the village, you better get rid of that tiger because you don't know what it's going to turn on you. The man said, oh, the tiger loves our whole family. He's not going to turn. We've got him tamed. He's going to be all right. One day, one of the children was out scuffling with the tiger, and somehow the tiger's claw scratched the child. It smelled the blood, and all of a sudden, it went wild and, and mauled the child. And then the family knew that they should have gotten rid of that tiger while they could. Well, that's the same thing with your pet sins. The effects of holding a grudge are serious. The effects of not confessing your sins are serious. Modern medicine has shown emotions like bitterness and anger can cause problems such as headaches, backaches, allergic disorders, ulcers, high blood pressure, and heart attacks, to name just a few. I like what Nelson Mandela said, resentment is like drinking poison and hoping that it will kill your enemies. Think about the oyster. It takes a grain of sand and turns it into a beautiful pearl. Too often, we do just the opposite. We take pearls and turn them into grains of sand. When we don't love our enemies but strike back at them, we're usurping God's prerogative to mete out justice. God said, vengeance is mine, I will repay. That's Romans 12, 19. When we seek revenge, we really inflict harm on ourselves. Lewis B. Smead said, to forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that the prisoner was you. Confess your sins to Jesus Christ and let him remove them from you as far as the east is from the west. Then forget the past. Move into 2024 victoriously. Place all that harmful stuff that's going to eat you alive on God's altar and leave it there and prepare to live a victorious 24 walking in close fellowship with Jesus Christ. Father, I pray that you help us each one, that we would allow you to cleanse us of the poison, the resentment, all the things that will destroy us, 
all the things we hang on to that keep us from being all that you want us to be. Help us to put those things before you on your altar today and say, Lord, I surrender all. Cleanse me. Help me to be the person you want me to be. Father, I'd pray for anyone that's listening that doesn't know you as their Savior, that this would be the day they would confess their sins to you and accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and have that victory that only you can give and the eternal life that's promised for those who love Jesus Christ. I ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Thank you for listening. If you want to get in touch with me, you know the routine. Box 4031, Sun Valley, Arizona, 86029. Or you can call me on my phone, 623-845-2741. You can either text or call direct, and I'll be glad to talk with you or text you back. My email address is lowercase r-e-v-w-m-w-w-o-o-d-s at gmail.com. You can try to get a hold of me that way. I get a lot of emails, so if I don't respond right away, try again, because lots of times I'm flooded with emails. By the way, I'm going to be back preaching tomorrow. I'll be in a wheelchair, but I'll be preaching at First Baptist Church here in Holbrook, and if you happen to be in the area, I would encourage you to come. It's going to be a great day, and I know that God's going to bless our efforts. If you want to come, that'd be wonderful. They are having potluck after service. You don't have to bring anything. There's always plenty of food, and we would be very proud to be able to host you there at church and tell you more about Jesus Christ. God bless you. Goodbye.